first Sunday we started a mini series titled What is the Church? Earlier this year, some members of our own church came to me and said, Pastor, you really need to teach our people what is really the church. Because uh, it looks like many times people go to church, but they don't know what is the church, what is the church supposed to be. And last Sunday we were talking about the inception, how the church came into existence. And we were focusing on the fact that the church was a mystery hidden in the heart of God. And uh, it was it was, it was secured for uh, so much care by God Almighty that even the prophet who could foretell the birth of Christ, who could foretell the death of Christ, who could foretell the resurrection of Christ, who could foretell the second coming of Christ, etc. didn't know anything about the church. God didn't reveal anything at all to the prophets about the church. Even, so if the prophets didn't know, uh, then Satan also didn't know anything about the church. The first time, very first time Satan heard about the church was the day in Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus declared, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we, I, I explained to you last Sunday that even on that day, God, uh, Jesus waited until he made sure that Peter and his company was ready to receive that mystery. Only when only when they understood Christ, then Christ was ready to tell them about the church. So, the first thing we need to do is to come into a personal contact with Jesus Christ and get to know Christ. If you don't know Christ, then there's no point in going to a church, being part of a church. Because church is the bride of Christ. Amen. I don't have uh, time to go over everything I shared with you last Sunday. But you may have a few... Uh, copies of the notes there if you are not here last Sunday. Today we are going to look at uh, where we left off last Sunday. The last verse we looked at uh, last Sunday was from Ephesians chapter 2 verses 20 to 22. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 20 to 22. And that's where we going to start. Being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of in the Lord. So I need your help, right? You're going to stop right there and you're going to repeat after me. Say the whole building. Say being fitted together. And say holy temple of God. Okay, those are three notes that three things that we really need to note in our message this morning. Unfortunately I have to run. Alright, and uh, if you look at uh, another verse in the Bible which I want to focus on this morning is a very little verse in the book of Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 6. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 6. This is what it says. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are. I'm just going to focus on the first part of that, that verse. Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are. So basically what that verse tells us is that Jesus has a house. Jesus has a house. Remember, when, in, when you listen to my message today, you need to think in three different levels. Because there are three different things that we need to talk about when you talk about this edifice. Number one, uh, I'm jumping the gun, but uh, number one, the Bible tells us we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
So the first level of understanding is our life as the temple of God. And the second level of understanding is this beautiful edifice called church, the universal church, that Jesus Christ is building up for his glory. And we are members of that church. And the third level of understanding is what Jesus told us in John chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. I go to prepare a place for you, and once I prepare that place, I will come back to receive you and to myself. So there are three levels of thinking is needed. We are a temple of God, church is a temple of God, and then there is the final temple that will come down from heaven. Amen? So, so we have to look at uh, three different things. But in all three of this, the principles that we saw in Ephesians chapter 2 is valid. Because it said uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, uh, what did we read? The three things that we saw. The whole building. We are not talking about one piece. Yet this morning we are talking about the whole building. Amen. If it is about our body, our whole body. Amen. So the second thing that the verse said was that whole building should perfectly fit together. Amen. So if we are talking about our body being a temple of God, then it must perfectly fit together. There must be a wholesomeness to our life. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. So I'm going to run off my notes and continue next week with my notes. Okay. Because only on the limitation of time. But just pay attention to what I'm saying. So, if we are talking about how body is the temple of God, it must perfectly fit together. That means there must be a wholesomeness to our personal lives. Amen? So, we know that we live in a world where many times our lives are battered. We go through different issues. We may face issues, physical issues, mental issues, spiritual battles all kinds of things that could disrupt our body, disrupt our personal lives. Amen? And that's why when Jesus was on this earth, when he was walking among his people, he, there was a very favorite phrase that he used to use. And that phrase was Shalom. Shalom. We know that when Jesus walked into a home or walked into a gathering, the first word out of his mouth, his mouth was Shalom. But it has been translated in our Bibles. You know, and the uh, English Bible would say, be peace unto you. And every other language, Bible would say, let there be peace unto you. But that's not what he actually said. He only said one word. And that word was Shalom. He would, and that's a Jewish greeting, by the way. So when he walked in and he would say Shalom, he's saying that I, I wish all of you are whole in everything that you do. There's a wholesomeness to your life. Amen. You are not fragmented. You are not in bits and pieces. You are because if you are a child of God, God says the temple that he is building must be perfectly fitted together. Unfortunately, in our life experiences, many times we are not perfectly fitted together. We are bits and pieces. We are fragmented. Because issues come, challenges come, attacks come, sickness come, financial burdens come. All of that disrupt our life. And then we will, all of us can remember the nights when we couldn't sleep. All of us can remember the days when we were so worried about a million things. And when you are worried about a million things, you cannot say, my life is, everything is together in my life. Are you with me? Yeah. And that's the story of our generation. 
not about us. Sometimes when I listen to the celebrities or in, 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 in television talk shows and things, and when they talk about all the problems, these are people with millions and millions of dollars in their bank account, but their life is much more fragmented than our lives. So the money is not the answer. No, no. Getting a good job is not the answer. Getting a higher education is not the answer. Becoming popular is not the answer. Becoming famous is not the answer. There's only one answer, and that is Jesus Himself. Amen. Why would I have to say that? Because He said, "All oh, you who are heavy laden in your heart." Burden and heavy laden in your heart. Come unto me and I'll give you rest. rest. So when you have everything together, that's the day you sleep well. Right? When your life is going well, that's the day you can sleep well. You don't have to twist and turn. You don't have to wake up ten times in the middle of the night wondering what is going to happen next. Because, because that talks about a wholesomeness. You can experience. We have experienced a wholesomeness in our lives. So I want to encourage you this morning, if you will feel like you are fragmented in your life, the issues coming from left and right, south and north, constantly you are under attack, constantly you are under pressure from Satan, spiritual battle the spiritual battle is raging against you. Come back to Jesus! Come back to Jesus! Come back to Jesus! Because you cannot solve your problem. I can guarantee you, I can beg you that you cannot solve your problem. If we could solve our own problems, none of us would have gone to Jesus. There came a point in our lives, we finally woke up and we realized, I need help. I need help. And the only person who can really help me is Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. So, if we are talking about our body as a temple of God, it must be perfectly fitted together. Fitted together. And what was the third thing that was said? It must be a holy temple of the Lord. God expects each one of our lives to be a holy temple of the Lord. Amen. Why? Because in Corinthians, the Bible tells us that uh, we carry the Holy Spirit inside of us. You can get excited here, amen? Because we carry the Holy Spirit inside of us. And because this deposit that we have in Him, the earnest of the Spirit that we receive when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, is holy, we have no choice but to keep this temple holy. Amen? amen. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit inside inside of you, this is the sad position the Holy Spirit has. He cannot leave you. Even when you mess up, He cannot leave you. I wanted to get this this morning. Holy Spirit is not someone who comes in, leaves, comes back in, leaves, comes back, leaves. No, He cannot leave you. You know why? Because He has sent with a purpose. And the purpose is to prepare you for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amen? 
Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit comes into you and stays inside of you. Keep on working at your life until everything perfectly fits together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes decades. Until everything perfectly fits together. Until we finally we understand what we are supposed to be. Who we are supposed to be. Thank God. Holy Spirit will leave you. Amen. 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 Sometimes I feel like Holy Spirit is like a parents, you know. <laughs> you all have children, right? We were selling the market somewhere. But we cannot. You know, sometimes we feel like, oh man, this child. But we cannot. The only thing we can do is keep working, keep working, keep working. Amen. Until the time. So, so the second thing is the church is the temple of God. And so these things apply to church also. If church is the temple of God, it must perfectly fit together. Okay, I will continue on this thing next Sunday. The church must perfectly fit together. A church cannot be in fragmented. Are you with me? Amen. A church cannot be fragmented. A church cannot be in pieces. Amen. People going to, I mean, thank God we have our church like that. But some churches, when you go, you see people are fighting with each other. People are fighting against pastor. Pastor is fighting with people. People are fighting with pastor. The board is fighting with pastor. Pastor is fighting with the board. You know, I'm in constant struggle. That's not a temple of God. That's a gathering of human beings. That's not a temple of God. God says his temple must be perfectly and if, if it is not perfectly fitted together, then he must have a plan to keep it that way. And we will talk about that plan. This message is about that plan, but I will have to continue that next week. Okay? So, this is what uh, uh, I wanted to pay attention. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, my car has 52,000 miles on it. Okay? 52,000 miles on it now. Yesterday, for the first time, I had a little writer. Because that car is it's so well, you know, many times I don't hear anything, absolutely nothing. It's a perfect sanctuary for me, with all the tensions I get. Okay? <laughs> but yesterday, for the first time, I had a rata. And, and I was looking everywhere to find out where did this rata come from. I couldn't find it. Okay? You know why? Because it already got 52,000 miles on it. Has been going to, it has gone to the port halls of New York thousands of times. So it's taking its toll and it's slowly it's telling me a signal that, hey, pay attention. I served you well for the past three years, but it's beginning to take a toll on you. So you have to pay attention. So what do you, what would I do? If I could uh, identify where the rattles came from, that means one of the screws is a little loose on it. Right? So I will take my ratchet and try to fix it, or I will take it to the dealer and get it fixed so the car can run well. Listen, if you think the church you attend has a problem, don't sit on it. Don't sit on it. The first time you hear a small rattle, take care of it right away. Take care of it right away. Amen? In one of the earlier messages I said this week, I mean this year, we were looking at a verse from uh, 2 Corinthians where Apostle Paul talked about uh, roots of bitterness springing up. 
and eventually spoiling the whole church. Amen. So, if you think there's an issue in the church, let the pastor know. Let the other ministers know. Let the elders know. So that as soon as we hear the first writing, we can fix it. And we can continue with our small journey. Amen. Amen. Thank God we don't have that situation here. But I am letting you know as a principle. Because why? Because God wants His church to be perfectly fitted together.
Sibirio Holy. Jesus said, You are naked, you're bare, and you're blind. And change. Because he said that I'm already standing outside and knocking on their door. They stopped Jesus at their door. Turn to somebody and say, Don't stop Jesus at their door. They stopped Jesus at their door. Jesus said, I wish you can be. Because I am your high priest. I love to be with you. I love to be among you. I love to walk among you. But you guys don't want it. You guys have conducted things so badly that I cannot enter. Why? Because he's a holy God. He's a holy God. He's a holy
church anymore. That's why I don't church anymore. I know we all go through different things in our lives. We all have a different crowd in our lives journey. But today, look at your life and see where you are. If you see fragmented fragments, pieces hanging here and there, why don't we go to Jesus at this time? Let's close our eyes. Let's go to Jesus at this time. And say, Lord, you call me. I'm inviting the worship team to come up, please. Earnestly, earnestly, all earnestness. Close your eyes with me. Let's come clean before Jesus this morning. And say, Lord Jesus, you called me and made, it, made me a part of this church. But before you made me a part of this church, you made you came into my life. And you started working in my own life to make me a holy temple of you. And I surrender myself in your hands. Lord, move in my life. Wherever there are loose pieces in my life, Lord, put it back together. Let my life be perfectly fitted together. Let there be a wholesomeness in my life. Put me together back again. Make me whole again. Remember, that's what Jesus used to ask people. Would you like to be whole again? And that's what God wants to do with your life. Would to make you whole again? And He's the only one who can do that. Standing with me all over this place. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful for your wonderful presence among us this morning. We can sense the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit among us. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Especially we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you did not leave us. You did not abandon us. When you had to wait upon us until we fully understood what it means to be a holy temple of Christ in our personal lives. Lord, you stayed with us. You continued to work on us. You continue to nourish us. You continue to refresh us. You continue to maintain us and chip away things from us little by little until we begin to all fit into your hand with the pattern that you have for our lives. We surrender ourselves in your hands this morning. I pray for everyone God in here today, Lord. I pray for the people who are watching the live streaming of this program. I pray for the people, our own people who are not here today. Lord, wherever they are, I pray, Lord, that you will, you will move with the lives of God. You will glorify your name by perfectly fitting them together again, O Lord. Again, again, until they become a holy temple of God. Lord, I can also pray that our church will remain a holy temple where you are always with them. In 